Welcome back, my FitFizz friends. Welcome. I'm so happy that you're here today. Today is about sleep, but it's very different from episode 20, which was the sleep hygiene episode. Today is about chronotypes. And if you're not even sure what that word means, then keep listening because I'm going to open up a whole new world on sleep for you that explains why you are the way that you are with your sleep habits. And it will also help you to understand your loved ones better too. And when you understand this stuff and what your own body needs to operate optimally, well, that empowers you to use your energy more efficiently. In case you're new to the podcast, I'm Kelly Wilson, owner of FitBizStudio.com, and I am a certified trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, autoimmune disease educator, and I've worked in the health and fitness industry since 1994. (laughs) I'm here to help you optimize your energy, ditch the gimmicks, find strength through your struggles, give you knowledge for making the smartest choices for your own health, and what? to remind you to celebrate victory all along the way. All right. Has anyone ever called you a night owl or an early bird? It's pretty common to hear those things, right? So we are going to go into the chronobiology behind this, and you'll learn that there are actually four categories similar to night owl and early bird, and it's really embedded in your DNA. So knowing your chronotype and learning to stop fighting against it can improve your life because if you stop fighting it, you're going to feel more rested. As with most of my episodes, they all sort of build on things that I've taught in past episodes. So you'll definitely want to go back and listen to everything, but in particular, the two episodes about my autoimmune story and also adrenal fatigue. And side note, I'm going to be doing an episode in the near future with an update on adrenal fatigue that explains why people say that doesn't actually exist. But I talk quite a lot about how I really battled extreme fatigue, not so normal fatigue through most of my 30s after my hypothyroidism began. No matter how much sleep I got, I was chronically sleepy and felt physically exhausted. And I've always been a person who prioritizes sleep. And caffeine has never really had the effect on me like it seems to have with anyone else. Uh, Believe me, I'm really envious of that. Uh, But all of this is really just to say that anytime someone asked me if I was a night owl or an early bird, Throughout most of my life, my answer was always, I am neither. I just love sleep. So maybe some of you can relate to that. And back then, I firmly believed that. Even when I first learned about chronotypes several years ago, I still thought, well, I'm not any of these because I'm tired all the time, no matter what. That's just how I am. Then I eventually put a lot of time and effort into my autoimmune healing well beyond sleep. But I still am putting effort into that and I will be for the rest of my life. And probably one of the biggest factors in my autoimmune healing was prioritizing sleep way more than I ever had before. And not only prioritizing it, but keeping it consistent seven days a week and respecting my chronotype, which is not a night owl and it's not an early bird, but my chronotype for this point in my life, is what is called a lion. So I'm going to explain the four chronotypes in just a minute, and you'll see which one you are. But there are 
are a few things that I want you to know first. I want you to think about roughly what time of day it feels best for your body to naturally wake up. If you had an entire month of vacation with no commitments to worry about, no school, no work, no kids or family demanding your presence, none of that. And let's say you had a couple weeks to get used to that. So there's no, no factor of quote unquote catching up on sleep, if that's even a thing. So what time of day would that be for you to naturally wake up? And this is the part that I literally did not know how to answer until just roughly over a year ago. So if you're not sure, don't worry, but keep listening. Now, I want you to think about the same thing with bedtime. If you had no worries or commitments, what time of day or night does your body naturally like to go to sleep? Okay, so here's the fun part. Four chronotypes are lion, dolphin, bear, and wolf. Now they have these names based on when these different animals sleep or operate. And please stay listening to the end to find out how knowing your chronotype is not, it's not purely for fun like personality tests, but knowing this can actually help you feel better and have more energy. So keep listening through to the end to connect this all together. So I want you, I'm going to list them, listen to the characteristics of each one and see which one you most closely relate to. And all of this stuff will also be on the webpage for this episode. So you don't have to scramble to write them all down or anything, but you also might want to listen twice because I find it very interesting. So we're starting off with the one that I identify as, which is a lion. Now this is unquestionably me. Here are characteristics of the lion chronotype. Lions like to wake up early, around 5.30 a.m. or earlier, and they like to go to bed around 9 p.m. or earlier. Their sleep drive is about medium level, and they don't like to be out late. Also, characteristics of the lion chronotype, they're usually in leadership roles. They are go-getters, type A personalities. They are challenge-oriented, goal-driven, and the lion chronotype is about 15 to 20% of the population. Okay, now moving into the second chronotype, which is a dolphin. And this is called the dolphin because dolphins are able to sleep with one half of their brain while the other half stays awake to look for predators usually. So here's the dolphin chronotype. They like to wake up around 6.30 or 7 a.m. Their ideal bedtime is between like 11.30 p.m. to midnight, even though... Now, these sleep times also fit me personally, but I know I'm not a dolphin because of the rest of the characteristics of the dolphin chronotype. So still staying with the dolphin chronotype, here are more characteristics. They generally experience insomnia. Sometimes it's genetic. They have obsessive compulsive tendencies that can often interfere with their sleep. They sleep inconsistently. They have trouble focusing throughout the day. They the dolphin chronotype, uh, they normally need solid parameters in order to get things accomplished. This is an unfortunate one, but sometimes they're labeled as the problem child. Um, the dolphin chronotype also, they have no specific time of day or night that they feel that they function optimally. Their productivity is just kind of hit or miss. It's inconsistent. And only about 10% of the population is the dolphin chronotype. Now, moving on to the third chronotype, which is the bear. Now, the bear chronotype likes to go to bed around 10.30 or 11 p.m., and they like to wake up around 7 a.m., and most of society revolves around the schedule of the bear. And 
50 to 55% of the population are the bear. People with a bear chronotype, um, they're generally uh, on the extrovert side. They get stuff done. They have no problem fitting into societal expectations. They go with the flow. Usually they are friendly, but sometimes they're not always super duper highly focused on priorities. Now, the fourth chronotype, the wolf. This is typically what we think of as night owls. They wake up at 7.30 a.m. or later. Their ideal bedtime is midnight or later. And a lot of people who are a wolf chronotype, which is about 15 to 20 percent of people, um, they tend to struggle with uh, start times for school or work. And they tend to be introverted, highly creative. They tend to have jobs like actors, writers, musicians, and they are risk takers. They are typically the least proactive of any of the chronotypes to uh, be proactive in taking care of their health. They can sometimes make irrational decisions. um, And this is very interesting. They tend to gain the most weight because they are defying circadian rhythms, which is a whole other thing and like how we sleep in in sync with the sun and the moon. Um, But because of that, and it's very, uh, uh, circadian rhythms are very ingrained in our biology. So because of that, people with the wolf chronotype tend to have higher cortisol because they work against circadian rhythms. Therefore, they are more likely to gain weight. And you might know people who are chronically grumpy in the morning or they need several hours before they're ready to even have a conversation with anyone. That could be part of the wolf chronotype. So how does knowing your chronotype affect your health? Well, it's important to sleep at the right time for you and your body, your genetics, your DNA. Sometimes when people have insomnia, um, it's, it can be, can be genetic, but it's most, 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 most of the time, insomnia is typically rooted in having excess adrenaline for one reason or another. And it's rooted in not living in accordance with your body's own natural rhythm. So like I said, uh, the or maybe I didn't say it. I said that insomnia could be genetic, but your chronotype is genetic. It's in your DNA. And it's determined by a gene called PER3. And as I mentioned earlier, I was recently able to figure out my chronotype. And now that I have prioritized rest enough that I can clearly see certain times in my life when I was physically healthy and mentally healthy, there are signs that I've been a lion for most of my life. And one funny story that I remember in particular was when one of my sisters was pregnant with my oldest nephew, her first pregnancy, and she uh, had a like a pregnancy motherhood type of class scheduled at the hospital before she gave birth. It was on a Saturday morning and her husband was supposed to go with her, but he hurt his back really bad and he couldn't even get out of bed. So they called me at like 630 in the morning to see if I could go with her. And I was like, oh, sure, I'd be happy to go. I'm just up cleaning the bathroom. And I remember they were like, um, Kel, why are you cleaning the bathroom at 630 in the morning on a Saturday? And we just kind of laughed about it. But uh, that's one sign of like, that's just who I am to operate as the lion chronotype. And I do love to get up early and hit the ground running in the morning. If I don't have several hours to focus in the morning to zone in on my priorities and be super productive all before noon, then my attitude really tends to get negative for the rest of the day. And 
It's when I think the clearest. It's when I'm the most inspired. And of course, it should go without saying, but it's also dependent, fully dependent on me getting to sleep early enough the night before in order to make that happen. Because without getting adequate sleep, and for me, I have been able to pinpoint that I need seven hours and 40 minutes of sleep. That's my optimal time. Now, when my health was bad for many, many, many years, I would tell people I need nine to 12 hours of sleep a night. And that's not my biology. That was sickness that was making me need that. But if I don't get that at least seven hours and 40 minutes of sleep, then the next morning is an unproductive mess. So I have had to draw hard boundaries with that, even when other people don't like it. But I've learned that it's best for my health and I need to do that. Now, when I look back at the years of pain that I endured from autoimmune issues before I knew it was autoimmune stuff, a lot of it started to spiral out of control when I was going to bed later and later and later at times that did not work for my chronotype or my, my biology. I was doing it to make other people happy, whether it was to stay up late for phone calls from friends in other time zones or uh, my powerlifting team trained at 8 p.m. or designing logos for people when I was a total doormat and didn't know how to say, no, I cannot do this because I need my sleep. Um, And that's kind of when, uh, you know, those were a lot of bad things that eventually led to the big tornado of health issues for me. And sleep really matters a lot more than general society would like us to believe. It impacts our health, our hormones, our digestion. When we don't get enough of it on a consistent basis, health will start to go downhill. Absolutely. And I've said before, I do not buy into that whole, uh, that that saying of like, oh, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Um, no, you're going to get sick and die a lot sooner if you don't sleep. And I do realize that you might be at a point in life where it's not possible to hold sleep as a top priority. Maybe you work a second or third shift that doesn't coincide with your chronotype, or maybe you're the parent of little kids or a newborn, or that you have the demands of a job. And you might be thinking that you don't have a chronotype because you could sleep all day, like I used to think, sleep all day, any day. And if that's the case, I assure you that you do actually fit into one of the chronotypes if you were able to just get adequate and consistent sleep. Um, Now, simple things like the start times for school actually impact a lot of kids negatively. Kids tend to have the later in the day chronotypes. Now, imagine if schools took this into consideration. For some kids, school start times are essentially like making them start their day in the middle of the night. And there have been studies done on this that were shown that when elementary schools start at a later time, around 9 or 9.30 a.m., everything improves. Absences, cold and flu. uh, There's less cold and flu because people are better rested. Therefore, they have stronger immune systems. And school start times are really dictated because of parents having to go to work with inflexible bosses. So that would have to change too. And I think we're at the beginning of this kind of potential change, which is great. So that's sort of one small ray of light in this horrible COVID pandemic that we're dealing with right now. But as another thing, imagine how there could be more harmony between you and your coworkers if you knew your coworkers' chronotypes. You would be able to optimize your communication with them. 
pretty cool, right? Now, I've heard of some offices having certain days of the week where no meetings or emails are allowed before noon on certain days of the week. I think this is such a cool idea because it shows emotional intelligence and awareness for health matters. And so many companies claim to care about their employees' health, but they have nothing to show for it. This would be one thing that they could one way they could show they actually care. Now, it's also possible for one person to go through all of the chronotypes during the span of their life. And people do have a tendency to move to earlier wake times as they get older. Now, it's also important to respect what time of day you operate best. If you function best in the morning and your partner is constantly bringing up heavy topics at night, you might want to point out that you need some kind of a compromise to talk at a time of day when you're mentally ready to function at that capacity so that you don't get moody or maybe you can't pay attention. So it's not only about sleep time, but it's also about when you schedule other things that need your emotional attention or creative attention. If you have any power at all to plan those things when it works best for your chronotype, you'll probably sleep better, you'll feel more focused when you need to, and you'll be more productive when you need to be. And all of that contributes to lower stress and better overall health. So there's also, this is really important too, So much of our society is unfortunately conditioned to wrongly believe that there is some kind of moral failure if you stay up late or if you don't get up at 5 a.m., then you must be some kind of irresponsible slob. And that's simply not true. Um, It's a silly societal construct that I would love to see go away in my lifetime or ASAP. So for you listening right now, do some reflecting to see if you tend to project any of these misinformed thoughts onto others and try to stop doing that. Because now you know that it's in your chronobiological DNA and for what time of day that you operate. And none of them, none of these chronotypes are superior to another. They are just different. So you can, if you want to see the actual list of all the characteristics of each chronotype, you can go to fitfizstudio.com slash podcast dash six two. And the link will also be in the show notes. Please subscribe and share this with a friend. Share this with your sleepiest friend. Share this with your most insomniatic friend. Share it with someone who works late at night. And if you learned something new today, please take one quick minute to leave a review for the show on iTunes or Facebook or anywhere you can. And think about what you can do to reclaim lost energy, reclaim power over your sleep by keeping it consistent and setting boundaries as needed. And until next time, breathe, stay strong, and always celebrate victory. Celebrate victory.